Praise the Lord, my friends. Thank you so much for joining this podcast, the podcast of D.A. Smith Ministries. It is my prayer that the word of God that you hear today will bless you, empower you, and encourage you. Listen in to the word of God as it is taught and or preached and enjoy this podcast. God bless you. 6, Acts chapter 8, verse 36. And as they went on their way, as they went on their way, they came unto a certain water. And the eunuch said, See, here is water. What doth hinder me to be baptized? What doth hinder me from being to be baptized? And that's where our thought is this morning. What does hinder you? from being baptized. Look at that. Look at that uh, clause there again. It says, what does hinder me from being or to be baptized? And that's a question you got to ask yourself this morning. If you have not been baptized or you need to be baptized again for whatever reason, what is hindering me from being baptized? I told you on Wednesday night, I said that we need to understand that baptism is not merely just a symbol, but it is a spiritual transaction. How many remember that? Baptism is a spiritual transaction. When we come around Easter, we we put a lot of emphasis, as we should, on the Lord's Supper, so forth and so on. But if you really look at baptism for what it represents and the, and you understand the meaning of it, we should also really talk uh, about baptism because if you look at Romans chapter six and we went there Wednesday night, it, it paints the picture of how baptism relates to the uh, death, burial, and resurrection of Jesus Christ. Because as we, go into the water as we are buried just as he died and was buried. And as we come up out of the water, just as he was resurrected, what we walk into the newness of life. And so there's a spiritual transaction that takes place during your baptism. It's not just a symbol. It's not just an act. It's not just something you do to get your name on the church roll. It is something that is a part of your salvation experience. It's a part of your birthing into the kingdom. Even as Nicodemus came to Jesus and said, uh, 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 how can a man, uh, uh, be born again? Does he have to enter back into his mother's womb? Jesus said, no, uh, uh to get into to enter into the kingdom, you got to be born of what? The water and of the spirit, right? So, so it is a part of the process. And we understood on this past Wednesday night, I'm trying to catch you up and then move on that when we talk about baptism, 
And we understood from Jesus's baptism, the Bible says in Matthew chapter three, that what he came straightway up out of the water. He came straightway up out of the water. What does that suggest to us? That there has to be a complete burial, a complete uh, um, immersion, complete submersion into the water. You got to be buried. You got to come under that water to experience the burial, right? And be brought up. Praise God. That is a part of it. And not that's not to not what anyone else um, believes or teaches. I'm just giving you what the scripture depicts. Praise God. You've got to have that. Uh, uh, as we said the other night, you got to go under. Praise God. You've got to go under. And so let's look at baptism in the first church of the early church, because that's where we really get all of our foundation, our teaching. We get it from the first church. We get it from the early church. Um, that that's our pattern. That's the only pattern that we really have to go by is the early church. The first church, we, we practice spiritual gifts now based on the early church, the first church, um, the letters of Paul, such so forth and so on. The apostles, they got their teachings and their, uh, uh, trainings, uh, from Jesus. Praise God. They were with him. And so all of the writings uh, uh, that you see, um, Paul, though he was not with Jesus, didn't walk with Jesus, he had his own experience, praise God, his own revelation that Jesus gave him, praise God. And then there was Peter who did walk with Jesus, who did uh, uh, have experience with Jesus and some of the things he wrote, praise God, he was with Jesus. And so all of the foundation that we, we have as a church early came from the early church or should come from the early church. Let's look back at what Jesus started out with in Matthew chapter 28. He lays the foundation, Matthew 28. This is when he was getting ready to uh, ascend back up and he laid the foundation before he got ready to go. Are you with me this morning? He says, and Jesus came and spake unto them saying, all power is given unto who? Me. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. This is very key. All power is is given unto me. I want you to understand that all power is given unto me in heaven and in earth. I really want you to understand what he's saying here. All power is given unto me in heaven and in earth, we, un we need to understand that there's no competition between Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost. 
The reason why there's no competition between Jesus, God, and the Holy Ghost is because there is no uh, dis- distinctive persons there. Jesus is God. Jesus is the Holy Ghost. And so when he says, all power is given unto me, he can say that because he is, the Bible says, great is the mystery. Huh? Great is the mystery of the Godhead. Praise God. And so everything is wrapped up in Jesus. Bible says great without controversy. Great is the mystery of godliness. He who was revealed in the flesh. He was manifested in the flesh, justified in the spirit, seen of angels, preached unto Gentiles, believed on the world, received up into glory. Everything. I want you to type this. Everything is in Jesus. I want you to say that everything is in Jesus. Everything is in Jesus. All right. Verse 19. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them. Hear this. Jesus is giving us the commission of what to do. He's emphasizing here, baptism is important. You cannot leave baptism out. He says in the previous verse, all power is given unto me. So I need you to baptize them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Teaching them to observe all things whatsoever I have commanded you. And lo, I am with you always, even unto the end of the world. All right, everybody with me. That's what he said. This was the commission. Now, let's le- let's look at this from Mark's perspective. What Mark uh, uh, heard him say. Mark chapter 16, verse 14. Afterward, he appeared unto the eleven as they sat at meat and upbraided them with their unbelief and hardness of heart because they believed not them which had seen him after he was risen. And he said unto them, Go ye into all the world. This is the same language. Remember, Matthew and Mark, these are synoptic gospels. So, you, you hear the same language, even though they may say it differently. But they were all there recording it in their own uh, way. Go ye into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. He that believeth and is baptized, what? Shall be saved. But he that believeth not shall be damned. All right, so... We're getting more and more evidence here that baptism is key. Baptism is key. So now Jesus, let's fast forward now. Jesus has ascended. 
Acts chapter 1, verse number 8, uh, uh, verse number 11. He has ascended up. The this, uh, apostles were standing there gazing up, so forth and so on. Now he's gone, and he's, he's already told them, I want you to go and wait for the promise. All right? I want you to go and wait for the promise. Now we fast forward to Acts chapter number 2. And something miraculous happens here, Acts chapter number 2. The promise comes, verse number 1. Praise the Lord. And when the day of Pentecost was fully come, they were all with one accord in one place. And suddenly there came a sound from heaven as of a rushing mighty wind. And it filled all the house where they were sitting. And there appeared unto them cloven tongues like as a fire. And it set upon each of them. And they were all filled with the Holy Ghost. How did we know? And began to speak with other tongues as the spirit gave them utterance. And there dwell. Uh, and there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. I want you to listen to verse number five. And there were dwelling at Jerusalem Jews, devout men out of every nation under heaven. This was the birthing of the church. This was the birthing of the first church. Remember back in Matthew chapter number 28, Jesus said, go ye therefore and teach all what nations verse 19, go ye therefore and teach all nations in Acts chapter two. Verse five, there at Jerusalem, at this experience, there dwelling at Jerusalem, there was a representation. Jews from every nation under heaven. There at this meeting, there at this birthing of the church. There was Jews. There was a representation from every nation under heaven. Do you all see that? Jesus had told them, I want you to go, go to the disciples. I want every nation to hear this. I want every nation to experience this. And it was made possible because on the day of Pentecost, there were Jews there from every nation. My God. Glory to God. The Lord always makes a way. We fast forward. Now the, the Holy Ghost has come. The Holy Ghost has come. Everybody's drunk in the spirit. And people around, you know, are, are just just blown away at what's going on. They're just blown away at what's happening and, and, and trying to figure out what in the world is going on. And it touched them. Let me tell you, when there's a real move of God, 
When the Holy Ghost is moving, it will touch hearts. Not not a show, not flesh, not when flesh is on parade, not when somebody's trying to uh, uh, glorify themselves, but when the Holy Ghost is really moving, when God is in the building, somebody's heart is going to be touched. Somebody's heart is going to be touched. I heard the song say I went to a meeting one night and my heart wasn't right. Something got a hold of me. Acts chapter 2, we keep reading. Now when they heard this, this was those that was hearing what uh, Peter was preaching and teaching. Remember, Peter was right there. Peter was right there. Peter was right there. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Excuse me, I had a technical issue. Peter was right there. And when he was, Peter was there when Jesus, uh, praise God, was was giving the message to them. And so he was just uh, teaching and teaching and teaching. Now, when they heard this, they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Then Peter said unto them, what did he say? Repent and be what? Baptized. Every one of you. How? In the name of Jesus Christ. What's the purpose of my baptism? What's the purpose of my baptism, Peter? What's the purpose? For the remission of sins. What does that mean? I don't want my sins just to be forgiven. I don't just want my sins to be uh, uh, forgiven, saints of God. I want the debt to be canceled. <laughs> Lord have mercy. Y'all don't hear me this morning. <clears throat> I don't want my sins just to be forgiven. I want the debt to be canceled. Glory to God. I don't want my sins just to be forgiven. I just want the whole package. I don't want my, my sins just to be given. Is anybody hearing me this morning? I want the whole package. I want my, the debt to be canceled. That's what remission is. And that's what that baptism does. It, it not only, uh, praise God covers the forgiveness. It takes care of the debt. Praise the Lord. Takes care of the debt. Says, repent, be baptized, every one of you, in the name. Remember, Jesus said that, praise the Lord, all power was given in, unto him. In, in Acts chapter 4, you read that Bible says that neither is there salvation in any other, for there is no other name given among men whereby we can be saved. He said, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ. Jesus said in Matthew chapter 28. Go ye therefore into all the nation. Baptizing them what? 
in the name of the Father in the and of the Son. Well, quite naturally, we understand that at least one of those names you understand is, G, is of, of the Son is Jesus Christ. Praise God. And we understand uh, uh, that he and the Father, when he said, I and the Father are one, he said, the Holy Ghost, he was sent in my name. So we can identify Jesus across the board, across the board. In the name of Jesus Christ, for the remission of sins, and ye shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. For the promise is unto you and to your children, to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. And with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, Save yourselves from this untoward generation. Then they that gladly received his word were baptized. And the same day they were added unto them 3,000 souls. This was the first church. This was the first church. Praise God. My time is escaping me. Let's go on. Acts chapter 8, verse 12. But when they believed, when they believed, Philip preaching the things concerning the kingdom of God and the name, praise God, the, 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 the name of Jesus Christ, they were baptized, both men. Hallelujah. They were <laughs> they were baptized, both men and women. Praise God. Let's let's read further. Who, when they were come down, this is Acts chapter 8, 15 through 17. Who, when they were come down, prayed for them that they might receive the Holy Ghost. For as yet he was fallen upon none of them. Only they were baptized, how? In the name of the Lord Jesus. Then laid their hands on them, and they received the Holy Ghost. I'm not making any of this up. It's right here in the book. It's right here in the book. Woo, glory to God. It's right here in the book. Acts chapter number 10, verse 44. While Peter yet spake these words, the Holy Ghost fell on all them which heard the word. And they of the circumcision which believed were astonished, as many as came with Peter. Because that on the Gentiles also was poured out the gift of the Holy Ghost. For they heard them speak with tongues and magnify God. Then answered Peter, can any man forbid water? that these should not be baptized, which have received the Holy Ghost as well as we. And he commanded them to be baptized. How? In the name of the Lord. Then prayed they him to tarry certain days. I'm just about done. I just want to show it to you in the word. Acts chapter 19, verse number one. And it came to pass that while Apollos was at Corinth, Paul, having passed through the upper coast, came to Ephesus and finding certain disciples, he said unto them, have you received the Holy Ghost since ye believed? And they said unto him, we have not so much as heard whether they be any Holy Ghost. And he said unto them, unto what then were ye baptized? And they said, unto John's baptism. Remember, John was the baptizer in the beginning, Matthew chapter 3. 
And that was just baptism unto repentance. Baptism unto repentance. But John, remember, said, there's one coming. Praise God. Mm. Then, then said Paul, John very baptized with the baptism of repentance, saying unto the people. Whew, see, John's baptism couldn't was just for repentance. But John's baptism couldn't wash sins away. But, Lord, I'm getting caught up. Saying unto the people that they should believe on him which should come after him. That is, on Christ Jesus. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. There were some, praise God, that perhaps had had John's baptism. But when they heard this, they said, we want, we want the baptism. <laughs> we want the, uh, the, the one that, that John had talked about from the one that's coming. When they heard this, they were baptized in the name of the Lord Jesus. And when Paul had laid his hands upon them, the Holy ghost came on them and they spake with tongues and prophesied verse 16 and now why tarest thou arise and be baptized and wash away thy sins how calling on the name of the lord saints of god i pray that this morning if nothing else, we understand the significance and the importance of baptism, that it's not just a symbol, it's not just something we do to, to uh, join the church, but it is a part of our salvation experience. Bible says for the remission of sin, not just sins we have already committed, but the sins that are coming down the road. Listen, we 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 gonna mess up next week. But that that spiritual transaction covers us from now till till we leave this earth. Because the blood, the blood of Jesus, it doesn't just wash us now. Praise God, it doesn't just cleanse us now, but it's continuously cleansing us. Praise God. And see, the blood of Jesus is connected to his name. Just like your blood is connected to your, your name. Whatever your name is, your last name, uh, uh, if you are by, like, I'm a Smith, my bloodline is Smith. Praise God. It's connected to my name. Jesus' blood is connected to his name. When you call his name, the blood is connected to his name. Praise God. Hallelujah. It's connected to his name. Thank you, Jesus. And so we want, we want to take advantage of what we have because to have your sins washed away and to walk in the newness of life is a benefit. It's a benefit that we should take. 